The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Bounce feed to Joe, fall away, corner three. Back iron, no good, exhale, and you're going to taste the sweet fruits of victory in Oklahoma City for the second time this year. And the Pels escape with a three-point win, 103-100. to Inbounds to Bonner. He'll dribble out the final seconds. And the Bears do sweep the season series over West Virginia. Winning tonight here at the Farrell Center, 79-67 Bears, the final score. Rebound, Jalen Tyson. That'll do it. Good night, Texas. The Red Raiders have won. 74-67, upset city, Lubbock. Sportsman, you never know. Love you, Ted. Uh, I missed you Saturday. I know. Um, but, yeah, I missed you, too. Missed you, too. <laughs> Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you on this Valentine's Day. TJ spinning the hits today. We're brought to you every day by River Wind. We got basketball tonight at the LNC. K-State visiting. They got to wear the lavender tonight, right, TJ, on Valentine's? Doesn't K-State have to wear the lavender tonight? I would think so. I would think that would be appropriate. By the way, there at the end of the hour was just to mess with you mostly. I don't know who's at fault. I don't know if anybody's at fault. So, Fault for what? Uh, the stadium stuff when I was messing with you. So, Oh, what do I care? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I'm frustrated they can't get it done. Well, sure, I think and that's I, everybody, yeah. I do feel like, in my amateur opinion from a ranch in Piedmont, that the city of Norman and the university do not work together hand-in-hand hand as well as they do in other places. That's, it seems that's, like there's way too true. much of yeah. fighting against each other instead of helping each other, like... Um, and again, I'm watching from a long ways away, not only Norman, but other cities too. I don't really know the intercity politics of Waco or, you know, SEC towns and things like this, but just dipping in and out of these places. And the little I do know from talking to play by play guys and all that kind of stuff, um, it just seems like there's way more cooperation and realization that what's what's best for the university is best for everyone. Rising tide lifts all ships kind of a thing. And we just spend a lot of time in Norman fighting with each other. And because of that, we don't get things done. So, but I'm watching from afar. I do not live in Norman, TJ. So that's just an amateur opinion from the outside. Amateur. You do live in there. Amateur. You know, you go to city council meetings. You know how everything runs in the city of Norman. 
it's just it seems cantankerous, man. Like oh, it, it, nothing's nothing's easy. Nothing in is that easy town. in this town, and the, you're not wrong about that. So, uh, did you see the video OU football put out last night? Uh, yes, yeah, with the uh, the awarding of. Well, don't give it away. Okay. Don't give okay. it away. Okay, go ahead. Let's play it. It's about two minutes long here, but this is Brent at a team meeting last night. Here, I'll turn it up. You got to kind of lean in because we're we're catching it from the back of the room on a on a cell phone, but. Uh, this is pretty cool. Come on up. Let's go, Pierce. Let's go, John. Dad. Major. We got another new fun little game we're going to play here where we're recognizing excellence. And Max has got this helmet. And inside the helmet is, is five different little cards. All right? I want you to close your eyes when you're reaching into the helmet for a prize. Each one of these guys got a prize coming their way for, for excellence uh, that they represent. From left to right, or you want to go right to left? Yeah, school right bingo right. function. All right, left, left to right. So what I want, I want you to do, okay, I want you to open a card and tell them what your prize is. You're on scholarship. Yeah. teammates and uh i mean that gives you a glimpse right as to kudos to those guys for being put on scholarship these are five walk-ons that have just been placed on uh on scholarship and golly why don't i have the names in front of me it's not in this tweet here um maybe i'll find it here oh pierce hudgens zach schmidt Gavin Freeman, Josh Plaster, and Major Melson. Um, Major Melson? Yes. Um, so kudos to them. That's a big deal. I know we are taught a lot of times by Jay Billis and others that that's not a big deal. But trust me, as a parent who is paying off school debt, or trying to help kids pay off school debt and all that kind of stuff, being on a college full scholarship is a massive deal. So kudos to those kids. But uh, the fact that all of their teammates come and rush them and hug them and lift them up in the air and pass them around, all that kind of stuff, that's a little glimpse, right, as to what, like, what's, what's going on in that locker room. So the camaraderie, the chemistry, all that kind of stuff. I was very cool, Teach. That it, made my heart happy. It was time. very cool. There was a part of me after I watched it that said, Man, it would have been more cool if, like, there really was five different prizes and only one of them was the scholarship. 
One of them got like a Reese's Valentine's got, like, a, the new Jumpman sweatshirt, and the other got a pair of yeah. shoes. And then one the was like third a guy turn up seat autograph. <laughs> the third guy's like, I'm on scholarship. And the other guy was like, Oh, gummit, gummit, I picked the wrong card. <laughs> One no, of them was cool. a punishment. Yeah. Like one of them had to <laughs> run stairs. Like, extra hour with Schmitty tomorrow morning. Uh, right, right. Now, very You're cool right. for those that guys. I would have really ramped it up, wouldn't it? Um, all right. I didn't warn you of this, TJ, but I'm ready to read the news. You just give me a little uh, of your own little read the news here. <laughs> it's time for in the news. It is time oh, for man, in the news. Very so well. Good. I think I like that better than the actual sounder. <laughs> I'm going to start bleak. But we'll work our way out of it on this Valentine's, okay? By now, I'm sure most, if not all of you, have heard about the Michigan State shooting that took place last night. Campus was on lockdown for what had to be a terrifying four hours or so. My wife's sister lives in Detroit, and they have friends that have kids that go to Michigan State, and they were obviously all worried about their kids last night and everything as a shooter was loose on campus for a while. It has ended. The shooter is dead. Uh, Three people were killed, five injured last night. I have not seen uh, any sort of a reason given as to why it took place. Have you, TJ? No, I just saw, you know, the age of the man, and I I hadn't seen if there was a A 43-year-old man, 42-year-old, no affiliation with Michigan State, it says. Right, right. And he took his own life eventually, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, anyway, that situation has come to an end. It, I guess they gave the all clear a little about twelve thirty a.m. last night. Uh, they gave the all clear, so it was a little less than four hours that all of the uh, people on campus were asked to shelter in place. Golly, that had to be a long, terrifying four hours for everybody involved. So tragic situation last night at Michigan State. Um, all right, so the always awkward TJ transition to something um, not as tragic. Uh, the OU men's golf team participating in the final round this morning. They are in Puerto Rico. Final round of the Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico Classic. It is you the hear that, opening Jay Billis? Opening, yeah, yeah, poor kids. Opening event of the season uh, for them. Huge day yesterday rallied them from fourth place into second place. They are about five holes into the final round, and they are one shot back of Ohio State. Ohio State 23 under, OU 22 under. Uh, They have chased down East Tennessee State that's been leading this thing all along. So here we go. Uh, Ryan Hibble's. Always in the hunt, OU men's golf team underway with a new season. A few new faces, but some familiar ones as well. Drew Goodman is back. Stephen Campbell is back. Patrick Welsh, Ben Lorenz, all of those guys are back and playing well early today. We will keep you updated as to how they're doing in the uh, final round of the Puerto Rico Classic. In uh, Well, it's in Puerto Rico is where it's at, TJ. D1 Baseball yesterday, TJ, released their projected field of 64 for this upcoming college baseball season, which is now just three days away. As always, I would like to warn everyone, this is not final. 
Please do not make any travel plans based on this. It is simply a projection for the season that has not yet started. D1 Baseball projecting OU to be a two-seed in Fayetteville. (laughs) Arkansas, obviously, the one-seed there. They are projecting Oklahoma State to once again host their own regional at Obrate Stadium in Stillwater. Uh, Other Big 12 teams in the projection... Uh, um, TCU hosting in Fort Worth, Texas Tech a two seed, Texas a two seed. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five five teams in the field. No West Virginia, Kansas, Kansas State, or Baylor, according to D1 Baseball's preseason projection. TJ, we are three days away from the season opener. Very exciting, very exciting. Doc's been giving me a countdown for so long, I can't tell you off the air how excited he is. The (laughs) broadcasters had an opportunity to spend about an hour yesterday with Skip, just kind of going through the team and some of his thoughts going into the season and peppering him with questions about different guys and rotations and starters and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we'll find a window later in the show I can talk about some of that stuff. And finally, TJ, on this Valentine's, a uh, feel-good story to end it with today. Uh, You started the show talking about dogs on walks and how much you can't stand them. Dateline dog on a walk. That is not not what it was at all. I love dogs. Stop. That is not what was brought A dog who went missing from her Texas home was found two days later after walking 10 miles to her former shelter and ringing the doorbell. The Animal Rescue League of El Paso said a recently adopted dog named Bailey went missing from her new home in late January. Bailey turned up two days later when she found her way back to the Animal Rescue League about 10 miles from her new home in the middle of the night. Quote, I'll be darned. At 1.42 in the morning, she's ringing the doorbell like I'm home. That's uh, shelter founder Loretta Hyde. (laughs) Shelter staff received an alert from the facility's ring doorbell. It's got one of those little camera things there. And check the camera to see Bailey waiting on the front porch. Hyde said staff rushed to the shelter and brought Bailey inside. She slept all, all night, and then she was re- reunited with her family. Wow. How about that? Wow. That's impressive. I mean, how? Like, how? Well, like, you don't know where your new house is. It geographically related to where the shelter was, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Unless you're in the car with your dog brain memorizing the path to your new home. You know, I'm just... It's phenomenal to me. I've heard of dogs doing this. Like, um, unfortunately, people kind of dump dogs sometimes, and then they'll. I've heard, I've seen, you've seen stories like this where they find their way home, and nobody knows how, and it's miles away or something. In fact, um, the, the preview just came out for the new Will Ferrell movie. He plays a dog, 
the the yeah. the owner strays. strays, yeah, and they dump him off, and he finds his way home. And I can't say what the name of the game the dog thinks it is, but <laughs> it looks hilarious. But that's what it's about, and that dog finds its way home every time. So. Ten miles is a long ways, it man. Is. It is. There's a lot of roads to cross and fields to cross and things to get through in the middle of the night to make it back and uh, and then reap the <laughs> That's the great paid. thing is that the uh, doorbell that's ring great. the ring went off. And that's the news for this Valentine's Day, February 14th. We'll take a break. 7.18 in the morning. T-Row in the morning show on the ref rolls on next. It's the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ Perry. I wasn't wearing nothing. I was wearing my birthday suit. I had my windows and everything closed. Hang on, hang on. Why, why were you naked? Were you getting out of the shower or something? Or? No, just trying to get to sleep. You, you sleep in the buff? Yes. I have my windows and doors closed. Everything's closed. She's like the wind. Oh, tell me about it, Patrick Swayze. Gone way too soon. Welcome back, everybody. T-Row in the morning show statewide on the ref. This show always brought to you by the Riverwind Casino. New areas during the renovations, the River Lounge, the Sky Bridge, the non-smoking showplace theater. Get a feel for their new look at OKC's number one gaming destination. Simply the best, Riverwind Casino. I did forget to send you a story for In the News yesterday that I thought was good for Valentine's. Um, Well, go ahead and read it. Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Federal Workplace Safety Authorities have fined a Mars candy factory more than $14,000 after two workers fell into a vat of chocolate. The two workers were there. Uh, were not authorized to work in the tanks and weren't trained on proper safety procedures for the equipment. The two workers, employed by an outside contracting firm, fell into the partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work. Emergency responders were able to free the pair were by they cutting... burned? Is it hot? <laughs> it doesn't say the extent of their injuries, but it says the two had to be... Uh, freed by uh, the emergency workers, uh, cut a hole in the bottom of the tank as they float out of the vat of chocolate. One, one, one uh, they were both taken to the hospital. One had to be taken by helicopter. Um, so they have been fined at the so, Mars Candy Factory. Man, I need more details here. About, <laughs> That's I all guess there is. They, I found two I guess different they stories. Swim. Uh, yeah, they were just sinking into the chocolate. You get too thick to swim. There's nothing to hold on to, I guess, down there. So the only way out is to cut a hole in the bottom of it. And it's like straight out of Willy Wonka. These two chocolate dipped employees come sliding out. <laughs> right. All right. So they've been fined, though. Don't worry. I don't think they uh, made that chocolate into bars or anything. I don't think you have to worry about that. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions. Can text I line. ask you? Yep. Uh, yeah, read a couple, and then I have an ethical question. Uh, Bailey must really hate her new home, is what this texter says. Along the same lines, she they, was only there two days. It was only there two days. So. Uh, I can't believe the shelter didn't investigate Bailey's adoptive owners. How uh, mean was she that she was able to run back to the shelter? Now I'll defend the people that adopted Bailey. They probably love yeah, Bailey. It's two days. Ranger, after we had him, you could not open a door near him, or he was gone. He would just dart. Now, yeah. now he would not even think about it. You tell him whatever you, you, whatever command, and he's there for you. But in the beginning, he was like, "I'm not supposed to be here. I don't know what's going on." So right. I'll defend the, the people. You don't know how long it was at the shelter, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had a friend there. You know, maybe he had a couple. Maybe he had a lady. It's almost shelter. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Right, right, right. 
Uh, sounds like the um, movie Strange but... Brew, but in chocolate. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Can I ask you an ethical question? Um, yes, I'm the perfect uh, person to ask this, yes. Whatever it is. Yeah, you opened the show with an ethical statement, <laughs> so I thought maybe you'd be the perfect person to come to here. Exactly. Is it okay for me to block my spotter? Yes. Like on I've social media. I've unfollowed him already. But he still tags you? I've unfollowed things. him already, but he... Uh-oh, was that you or me that just bounced? That was um, you, dude. Oh, it is me. It looks like I'm coming back. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I've unfollowed him already, but he tagged me yesterday in an, in an insulting tweet. And so I think I got no option now but to block him. Like he was insulting you spotting. or it was just a, a, a tweet you found insulting? I'll read you the tweet. Okay. I'll read you the tweet from Andrew Shepard. Just reflecting on this Chiefs Super Bowl season and remembered something. That team somehow lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Face palm emoji. Yeah. That's... Tag at T-Row-O-U. Tag at Drake Dykin. There's no doubt you have um, – it is a completely okay to block him. Because you brought it up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Either someone else is running his social media account or he's got him. split personalities, and you've got, to, you've got to block the bad personality out. He just texted me, friendly banter, not insulting. Ha ha. I don't think he understands friendly That's banter. That's not. Well, here's the or thing. I don't, uh, or my desire not to have it. I don't like, I don't want people jabbing at me. Leave that, me alone. That's probably you won the Super Bowl. Go away. Have a parade. That's the thing. So that's probably friendly banter. If you're both upset and like, say he was an Eagles fan and he's trying to make himself feel better and he's just taking a jab at you. He's sitting on top mm-hmm. of the world, about to have a parade, second Super Bowl in the last right. few years, and he just out of nowhere wants to take a shot at a you season. and the Colts. Like he's not in misery too, and he's taking a shot at you. So that's not friendly banter. That's being a jerk face, okay? Thank you. Andrew Shepard. You know what? That's like a Kansas fan making fun of uh, our OU basketball season right, right now or something like that. Like, go away. We're in enough misery here. We just had a terrible season. We fired our coach. We're in complete disarray as a franchise. Leave me alone. All right, I blocked Completely you. unacceptable. The only remaining step is to find a new spotter. Like, I don't know any <laughs> other ways, DJ. I've unfollowed him. Now I've blocked him. But when we're together in person, he's perfectly nice. Before you could get that out of your mouth, so, Gunny said he's applying for the new spotter gig when it comes open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I saw that yesterday. I was having just a fine day. I'm going along, having a nice Valentine's uh, with my wife. We ran some errands yesterday afternoon. I get a date with my Daughter and my wife last night having a great day. And out of nowhere, pot shot right over the head with a frying pan from the guy who just won his second Super Bowl in four years. Yeah, he should be shopping. Who for does like, that to a friend? He should be shopping for like hats and shirts online, not bothering you. If my Reds, hey, dream with me for a second, okay? Like. 
magically won the World Series this year. And I'm in euphoria. I'm ordering the T-shirt. I'm getting the hat. I'm having Skyline Chili delivered to my house. The Reds have won the World Series, Teach. And then I tweeted, life is good to be a Reds fan. I can't believe we lost a game to the Rangers this year. The terrible, terrible, sucky Rangers. I would drive to your house and put dog poop in your trash can. That's what I would do. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, and I would welcome it. No, that would would tick me off if you did that. It really would. Like, it would be fine if your Reds were the Reds of of the last few years and we were both sad or something, and and you said something like that in a joking manner. But you would be world champion at that point. You would have won a World Series. I would be irate. Like, don't come at me. What are you coming at me for? (laughs) Let me, uh, let me see. You do you have sports anger, Toby. Situation. You do have sports. Yeah, it is yeah. fictional. Yeah. Either of us winning a World Series is just very fictional. fictional. Right, now. right, right. right. <laughs> my, my team, my team is headed for the basement again, only to be made fun of, I'm sure, by whoever Andrew's favorite baseball team is. So, all right, 731. We will chat with new OU volleyball coach Aaron Mansfield next. It's the T Row in the morning show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back. Valentine's morning. Some people out there are panicking right now, TJ. Crap. Snuck up on me. We welcome in now the new head volleyball coach at the University of Oklahoma, Aaron Mansfield. Coach, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good. Happy Valentine's Day. And I'm one of the guys who panicked, Valentine's. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Coach. Uh, last time I talked to you, uh, we were at Rudy's. You had only been on the job like 10 days or so. Have you been able to get the family here and everything yet? Yes. Uh, my wife and, and two young boys flew out last week, uh, so we've been here for been here together for about five or six days and uh just getting acclimated the kids are getting started in school and uh it's just great to have them out here you know i was out here for about three weeks on my own which i think was necessary because there was a lot of stuff to do but uh certainly missed them and excited that they're here with me now how old are the boys four and seven so our our seven-year-old we had a we had a birthday party uh back in southern california when i flew back to get them last week and um yeah they're they're full energy and they're excited to be here yeah, you've got an active house. That's yeah, for sure. Very, very um, active, absolutely. Why did you take the job, Coach? Why the move from California all the way out here to the heartland in the University of Oklahoma? You know, just feeling like we, we wanted and, and needed something a little bit different, change of pace. Um, I, I really was grateful for my time at LMU. Um, we were able to make the tournament for a couple years, and um, I, I was really happy there and uh, wasn't necessarily seeking anything out. And then uh, got a call from Joe C. and Jay Rideau and just had a really, I think, genuine, open conversation with them about just the, the state of the program uh, as well as what they were looking for in a new head coach. And uh, just the more they talked about uh, OU and, and the passion behind athletics and the fan base and and all those things that got me really excited. And I was, I was hoping I was going to get an on-campus interview, which I did uh, two days later. And when I stepped foot on campus and, and walked around this place for the first time, it's, uh, 
it's kind of a strange feeling. It just kind of felt like home and, and uh, a place where I feel like we can build a, a nationally prominent program. And it's going to take some time, but um, this place has all the things and the resources needed in order to be successful, as you can see with the number of our other uh, programs here. Uh, but now it's about getting the right people here and the people that share the same vision that we do as a coaching staff and, and our current players and um, couldn't be happier to be here. I've liked watching volleyball. I've fallen in love with the sport in the last couple of years through my daughter. I never realized until then that, like in basketball or football, there are different styles of, mm-hmm. of how you play. What's the Aaron Mansfield style of volleyball? Yeah, I think uh, I think when you watch the game, it looks pretty uniform. And once you get into different styles, it's really just about small intricacies of um, maybe some offense and defensive focuses. Uh, you know, for us, offensively, we are going to play really fast, and we're going to play with a lot of deception. And, uh, you know, there's other teams in, in our conference, especially a team like Texas, that just plays a pretty straightforward style of game. Not that that's bad, but, um, you know, they've got some athletes where they don't necessarily need a whole lot of deception in what they're doing. And um, but we're going to play with a lot of deception, a lot of speed offensively, and, the, and then defensively, we're going to take some risks and some chances, um, you know, some calculated ones. But we want to make we want to make teams feel really uncomfortable. In order to do that, we feel like we got to we got to take some chances. So, uh, you know, those two things certainly stand out. The other thing is we're going to try to apply a lot of service pressure, um, you know, on the other team. And, and I think that there's a pretty uh, common feeling when you watch volleyball from fans of when you miss a serve you know uh there seems to be a lot of disappointment and and certainly i don't love missing serves but uh, in order for us to be in a, a very aggressive serving team we're, we're going to miss at a maybe a higher rate than what people are used to but it is the biggest neutralizing skill in the sport if you serve the ball tough it really doesn't matter who you're playing against uh it tends to neutralize each offense so those are some of the things that come to mind and then you know i think lastly you're going to see a team that's very connected um you know we want to we want to outwardly support each other while we're playing we play a team sport and uh, sometimes volleyball can look very isolating uh, when players are struggling or when your team goes on runs and we want to make sure that we stay connected as a group it is the most popular thing for dads to grumble about at a tournament is <laughs> if they would have just got their serves in they would have won that yeah game. so no i i got you that sounds exciting um it, it, this is an unfair question but do you have a feel for what kind of team you might have next year yet? No, I, I, I do, actually. I I, uh, I love the character of our team so far in the last month. You know, uh, transitions and change are hard for anybody that's going through it. And I think the uncertainty of who's going to come in here and lead the group and um, what their experience is going to be like going forward uh, causes things like anxiety and uncertainty and all those things. And uh, the team has been extremely open to learning. Um, which as a coach and as a teacher and a mentor, that's ultimately what, what you want because um, myself and my coaching staff are very passionate about teaching. Um, and we've got some really good young players on the, on, on the roster that just don't have a ton of experience yet because uh, we've got a lot of first and second year players. Um, but, you know, it, in adding transfers and, and recruiting with our class coming in, we do need to add some depth. But as far as how our rosters panned out just from a um, – skill level standpoint in all the different positions, we're very, very well balanced. And I, I think regardless of, of where we're at right now, um, I've seen the commitment from a daily basis from them to really just take in the information that we're giving, giving them to process that and, 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 and then apply it to their game. And so they've been extremely fun to work with. Um, 
you know, I think the the honeymoon phase is probably over of just the whole newness. So getting into a little bit more of a routine and rhythm of, of how we do things in the gym. And uh, they're a great, great group to coach. I, I love coaching them. That means that they're already mad at you or something? You, yeah, you, sort you of. been here long enough for the honeymoon phase. <laughs> You've uh, too know. much already. No, no, um, no. I no, assume they're, I... They're I assume I'm allowed to ask you about Daly Ellison since there's a story that's been put out about it and everything. Is that is that okay yeah. for me to ask you about your yeah. new transfer? Absolutely. Well, go ahead. Yeah, what what she, did you get in Daly Ellison? You know, she um, she's an extremely uh, strong and athletic kid. That's the first thing that stuck out to myself when uh, we started to break down some of the video of her at Texas State. And, uh, you know, Texas State had a really deep roster for the last couple of years. And so, um, you know, she competed for a spot and got a little bit of time there. But most importantly, you know, again, she's kind of gone through this transition with me and my staff just as far as everything and, and everybody being really new. And uh, she jumps really well. She moves really well. Uh, like I said, she's a very explosive athlete. And, you know, like I said in, in our first interview a couple of weeks back, we're, we're asking our players to do a lot of different things and to look at the game differently and to move differently uh, and to see, see the game differently. And she has been uh, exceptional to coach just as far as how open she's, she's been to feedback. And I'm not sure that there's a player in our gym that's gotten better uh, faster in the last three weeks. And, and a big part of it is a testament to how open she's been. So um, she's handled the transition with, with, with grace and maturity and she's fit in with the team really well and, she works her butt off in the weight room, and, and she's extremely coachable in the gym. So we, we love having her. This is the final nugget that people need to know out there if you don't already. And, TJ, this is my favorite thing. Uh, Aaron Mansfield has a brother. Older brother, right? Older, yes. Don't forget that. Older. Yeah, older brother. You guys played together. You coached together. Aaron takes the OU job. And how, how long later was it that your brother took the Kansas State job? Uh, about two weeks. Two weeks later. Okay. So now the brothers will be coaching against each other in the Big 12. Uh, Aaron at OU and your brother. Forgive me. I don't know your brother's name. Jason. What is your brother's yeah. name? Jason. Jason Mansfield is the new head coach at Kansas State. And at least right now you guys think this is really cool. Although I can foresee a time <laughs> in the future where this could cause some awkward family Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah, it's going to be a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, just extremely excited for him, and we are we are very close. We are very competitive. Obviously, you know, growing up with an older brother, I'm one of five boys, and so there is there is a lot of banter going back and forth. And and I think they, you know, we were excited for each other that we both got great opportunities to coach at you know great institutions, and um, the fact that we get to compete against each other, you know, at least twice is, is great. And, uh, our, our family's really excited. We have a really close friend group that, uh, is probably going to be at one of, if not both the matches. And, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's been, uh, wanting to be a head coach for a long time now and he got a, a great opportunity. And, and I mean, what are the odds that we both move across country and are in the same conference and playing against each other? It's pretty, pretty unique. Were you guys ever beach volleyball partners? We played in some grass volleyball tournaments together, and uh, again, didn't go super well. Just like uh, our, we, we coached the we, we, we coached a club team together too, and that didn't go well. I think we're probably just better <laughs> off competing against each other and uh, yeah, and uh, playing playing against each other. Um, but uh, no, he was 
he was my volleyball coach growing up. Uh, he introduced me to the sport, and um, you know, I we both kind of followed each other in our in our coaching and in our playing journeys throughout the years. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of different emotions when we play against each other, but um, nothing more than I'm gonna want to win very badly. Well, it's not going to last long, I guess. You're getting ready to go to a new conference here, so um, it'll be short-lived, although it'll be up to the two of you whether you schedule each other in uh, non-conference action and stuff going forward. We're going to we're gonna anyway. do a lot of non-conference scheduling going forward for sure. Good, 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 good. Aaron Mansfield, new volleyball coach at OU. Coach, welcome, and uh, thanks for spending a few minutes with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate you having me. There you go. Cool guy. Uh, I had a chance to be on uh, the set with him at Rudy's for a while and get to know him, and uh, you can tell right there. He's got a vision, comes from Cali. He's lived in Cali his whole life. He was at Loyola Marymount before coming here and has a style that he feels like is a little different, aggressive, and wants to try to take uh, OU Volleyball back to the top. To the top. 748, we'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Oh, just play the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> this man's got his whole own channel now on Sirius. I mean, he's. I think he's going to make oh, it. Is that right? Yeah, this John Bon Jovi guy. I think he's going to make it. <laughs> uh, you think he's going to be a success? I'm. I'm predicting that I'm. He's going to have a few hits here and there. Yeah. <laughs> this video. That's been the greatest thing. I, is some uh, of these songs with their '80s videos I, that I'm playing. This may be early I, uh, 90s, actually, but this. still. If I didn't, if I didn't, I apologize. But for our 25th anniversary, I took uh, Jenny to this kind of a. It was a nice place. It was a. It was kind of a couples resort down at not couples resort. That sounds terrible. It was. <laughs> what's the right way to say this? Adults a only resort. Uh, resort. It was like a honey, like a honeymoon destination kind of a place. Yeah, but it was a 25th anniversary. It was. It was a nice small place only had like eight cabins and i could tell people about it if they're interested but um and it was on the beach in the in the keys of florida down there very nice and as we're leaving we go to kind of sign what we got to sign and check out and the kind of the thing about the place is that a lot of celebrities go down there to do photo shoots and things like that we didn't stay in the nice you know that kind of area but so we're checking out. I was like, so tell me. We're leaving. I won't tell anybody. We're like, what kind of celebrities have been here and everything? And she's like, ah, oh, you know, we can't say anything like that. Uh, we're not allowed to say anything like that. But uh, I will tell you that last week uh, a certain singer whose initials are JBJ brought his whole family down here. <laughs> and I was, it took me forever, man. I was sitting there going, finally, I'm, you know, we're talking. I was like, oh. John Bon Jovi? And she's like, uh, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> you didn't hear that like, from Sweet. me. Uh, I walked on the same sand John Bon Jovi just walked on. <laughs> anyway. Then Toby was like, one more question. What were all the pineapples all over the resort for? 
Uh, <laughs> Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Definitely of, the most money I've ever spent <laughs> on the resort. I'd like to apply for a spotting gig. I've known Andrew since high school. Unlike him, a K-State fan, I'm a born and raised Sooner fan. I am an Indianapolis Colts fan. I have 20-20 vision, and I drive my wife and kids <laughs> everywhere, so I could definitely do the same with you and the radio crew. I have references upon request. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we might have an opening soon. My spotter keeps talking trash to me. Jeez. Uh, Mustang Casey wants to know why the guys didn't drink their way out of the uh, vat of chocolate. Well, you, need more dr- you would eat your way out. I, I do mean, need more information yeah, about yeah. <laughs> why they had to cut a hole in the bottom. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, kind of sounds like Coach Could Mans- they throw a rope down or something? I don't know why they didn't do that. Like, why did they have to cut the o- bottom of the vat open? Like, were they was it that Tied deep that they were like sunk down into like the that? chocolate? They couldn't like uh, Coast Guard couldn't dive down in there and pull them out. If there is a if there's a chocolatier in our listening audience, <laughs> would you please uh, call in and let us know the more details? Yes, please. Uh, kind of sounds like Coach Mansfield prescribes to a bit of chaos mentality. This texter says, "Yeah." A little volleyball chaos. I like it. Uh, great interview with the new coach. Uh, unfortunately, in southern Tulsa, the other station is bleeding through with Abba's dancing queen playing in the background the entire segment. <laughs> well, maybe that was me playing that <laughs> in the background the entire segment. Uh, well, if you missed any of it, you can go uh, on the podcast and uh, check out the second hour, and you can listen back to it there. So, um <laughs> I can't read. I can't read that one. Uh, can't read that one. Uh, BFC, be nice, be kind. Mm. Uh, good morning from Orange Beach, Alabama. Fired up for the CWS. Boomer Sooner beat A&M. What? That's old. What am I doing here? It did that thing where it skips way back on someone's text. <laughs> good morning, friends. Three days. Three days until Sooner baseball. Can you tell we're fired up in this house? The McPherson yes. family. Yes. Sorry. They were fired up about the World Series too. TJ, when are you, when are you going to give us our in-depth Cal Baptist preview? Um, I told you that we got a strong uh, middle infield. Um, uh, no, you've very given us some aggressive at the plate. We, very we aggressive to... at the plate, and uh, dominant, de- uh, dominant defensively, and a great pitching. They're just a loaded team. Cal Baptist is loaded, huh? All right, we'll be back.